cool. I wasn't even recording. I say it away so much. Maybe this is going to turn into like a drinking game podcast. <laughs> don't do it. You know, was it an energetic thing? Is it a destiny thing? I don't know. Love is the answer. What's the question? Hello, and welcome back to True or High, the podcast that just might make you see double. I mean, okay, I can't make you see anything, but I hope that some of the ideas that I'm sharing with you at least provide an option. We all like choices, and we want to know that we have choice in our life. So I am going to tell you guys today about how choosing to see the positivity in most situations has completely helped me to be more positive in most situations. I think we kind of all understand the term algorithm as it relates to our entertainment. The more you consume of a certain product or genre, the more you will be shown advertisements of that similar item or experience. It seems to be happening so much nowadays that we don't even have to type things in on our phones. I'm sure you guys have all experienced where you are having a conversation with somebody and then the next day you see like an advertisement for, you know, a car that you were just talking about. Or, you know, if I'm talking about how my hair is thinning, maybe there's going to be a hair pill or vitamins, whatever. The universe listens to us just like our phones do. And so I had this thought a couple months ago of trying to put this into my daily life. I was absolutely noticing that corny saying, what you think about, you bring about. And I realized even with all of the frustration and heartache I was experiencing, I was still showing up for myself. It wasn't that I didn't know what was going on and I was just blindly choosing to be positive. It's that I saw both sides of it, that I have an option in how I choose to show up for myself in any situation. And I have done the sad, depressing thing before. That doesn't get me anywhere. I think I've realized just with my years of running, I'm a one foot in front of the other kind of person. Like I just know how to persevere, how to keep going. And that has been an extra big lesson years as I'm going through a lot of this really hard self-reflection because you have to be like brutally honest with yourself. And part of that brutal honesty is realizing man, you are making choices with everything you do. And if you're not happy with something, well, then you're just making a choice by default. And that's maybe even the worst kind. Like I've said before, I am okay with failure. I've been really comfortable with failure, but it's trying to be happy, trying to have like that success in my life and I'll get down or I'll get frustrated. And I see how my life is really good in so many other ways. I don't tend to have the same kind of physical trials that other people go through. My trials are obviously very cerebral. They're very personal and they're very mental. I can't help that that's just been what my experience in life is. And so I know that that kept me afraid in the past to speak up and to share my experiences because I don't know how universal they are and I want to be relatable. And so I think that's also why with the podcast, I've been able to kind of break things down on a more universal human level and kind of understand why like why we all might be holding ourselves back, even though our individual circumstances are going to be different because we learn in different ways. We're all different people and we have different variations of the same lessons in front of us. And so that's why I feel like I'm trying to take my experiences. I hope it doesn't sound preachy. I want it to sound hopeful because I 
just kind of started doing these things by default and I'm noticing a change. And so I want you guys to be able to have the option to choose these changes if you want them. Again, it's not that I didn't see reality. I just recognized that I had a choice in how I want to internalize that information. I don't have to take in that negative thought or that negative energy. Remember how we talked about everything being energy? We know that there are negative and positive protons. And if we talk about words and actions having a negative or a positive charge, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not talking morality. I am just saying that there is an energy around everything that we do with our thoughts and with our actions. And you know that when something is vibing and lining up for you, it feels good. But we are also taught not to feel good, that like pleasure also leads to pain. And we have all of these roadblocks because we've evolved and because we know that we can't just go on like complete animalistic instinct for pleasure. We have to bring our mind and our intelligence into the game as well. But then sometimes that takes over and we end up in this like huge mind warp and we don't know how to get out. I'm hoping that this might just help you guys get out of that spin like I did. Because I think I spent so much time convincing myself I wasn't worthy. I wasn't ready. I wasn't credible. I wasn't fill in the blank, whatever I wasn't. Instead of looking at all of the things that I am and recognizing the things that I do have to share. And why do I think I have to be all things for all people? I'm not. None of us are. So be who you are for you and you'll attract your tribe. And as long as you're kind and compassionate and willing to learn and grow and admit when you're wrong, we actually don't need to fear anything. We can grow together in all of these really fun ways and just keep building each other up, keep working on our own mind and body connection so that our souls kind of get to start playing the game too. So while I see and I acknowledge both sides now, I actively just choose to align with the positive energy. Looking at all of our experiences as things to teach us. And if you approach an idea from an emotional level and ask yourself, how is this going to make me feel? And does this align emotionally with the person that I want to be? Is this a step towards the right direction of my growth? Or is this maybe an old pattern of fear? I just think that the energy that we bring into ourselves, not only is it everything because it makes up who we are, it creates your personal reality. It's your story that you're telling, but it also becomes you. It becomes a part of your identity. It becomes a part of your soul. And so why would we want to have any more negativity taken into our soul than what has already flown around in the world all around us? And if we recognize that we do have a choice, we can acknowledge, we can see all that pain and suffering in the world, and we can recognize that sucks. I want to do something about it. I don't really know yet what I want to do about it, but I know that me sitting here and being sad and being angry isn't the answer. I need to figure out what is it about me, first of all, that is feeling hurt. Go back and sit and address that pain. What's on the flip side of that? Can I turn it into a superpower? Can I turn it into a strength? And then how can I do that and make a difference? How can I do that on a big scale, on a small scale, just whatever it is for you to feel like you are contributing now to being a part of the solution instead of being a part of the problem? And honestly, guys, I think right now we are just in a time where simply being more proactive with the choices 
in your head, like that's kind of all we even need to be doing right now. Reprogramming the way that we see the world, reprogramming the way that we interact and create with the world. That is the work. That is what we are doing right now. And honestly, it is so fun. This leads me into our first call. Both of these calls are longer than normal. And so I'm going to talk less and I'm really excited because the things that they're both sharing really just opened my heart and blew me away. I got some good, good gems, not only from these two, but from many more coming soon. And I hope that you guys really will call in more. I've had a few people just kind of pop in that have been really, really fun surprises. But as you can see, most of the calls are my own friends and family. And while I couldn't love it more and I feel so much love and support, I really am having a hard time posting all the videos of everybody telling me how much they love me, which I love and I appreciate. But then I'm like, oh, this isn't what the point is. Like, this isn't like a, a Pat Melissa on the back podcast. Like, I am hoping that, again, I'm a Leo. So everything that people say about me, I'm just internalizing. I'm taking that positivity and I'm radiating it back out to all of you because every kind word that has been said about me can be said about all of you as well. And so know that this isn't just a podcast for me and my best friends. This is for you. And I want to hear your voices. I would love to hear from people that have different life experiences than what mine are, because that's how we learn. I can only share my lived experience, but you can share from yours. And then we have a broader perspective of just what all this world is. And I'd love to hear how, especially choosing to see positivity in the hard things is helping you. Um, because I'm actually going to preempt, I realize in my writing, I missed a question that Chelsea asks here at the beginning of how do you handle stress? And all of the items that she talks about um, and the other caller later are wonderful examples of like that mind-body connection. And I think that it's where it starts. I noticed for me, I have always been really active and enjoyed moving my body. I also obviously really enjoy thinking, but it's been within the last two years, maybe three years, that I have come to a regular yoga practice. And I would practice about two to three times a week when I'm in like a normal schedule. When I'm out here in California, it's a little bit different. But I have found, I don't know how to explain it. I've just found like, I feel like there is this mind-body connection. And I think a lot of us understand that. But I think when instead of using mind or body, you use mind and body, that's where your soul starts to come in. And that's where I feel like my depth and my growth has come from by allowing my soul to take more of the lead instead of just my ego, instead of just my human nature that really likes to self-sabotage me for whatever reason my human nature is afraid of my humanity, probably because it's afraid of humanity, because we see what people do to others who put themselves out there. And so we feel so much stress. We feel so much pain and inadequacy. And I don't want to feel that anymore. I don't want you to feel that anymore. So that's also why I'm choosing to bring in positivity into my heart and share it with you so that you guys can see that our lives can just be happy. It doesn't mean that there's not shitty stuff in the world. There absolutely is. But like sitting in that and being sad, like Biff Tanner in the last episode, like he just has manure in his mouth. Like, what are you going to do about it? Get in the DeLorean. Let's go for a ride. Let's figure this stuff out. Let's try. We might make mistakes. We're going to have to go back and fix our problems multiple, multiple times, but we're resilient. We know how to do that. And it's tools 
like Chelsea's about to share with us that I think help us get back to understanding what is really in our heart behind all of these. Hi, Melissa. I have been debating calling in multiple times because I wasn't sure what I really wanted to say. So it's weird leaving your voicemail when I'm used to just chatting back and forth about life and things. But I feel compelled to talk a little bit about change and gratitude, which I know you've already touched on. And that's what your podcast has been about, which I have been loving, by the way. You are such a light in this world. And it has really spoken to me in these first few episodes. I knew that 2024 was going to be a big year of change. I just didn't realize it would start for me in January of 2024. I have been through some big change. And if there's anything that I have learned in my life, it's that life has a funny way of pushing you out of your comfort zone when you won't do it yourself. So I think as humans, it's easy for us to stay in the comfort of what's easy instead of trying the hard things because they're the unknown things. And I think the universe or whatever you want to call it, just life ends up doing it for you. So if you want to stay in your comfort zone, I think it makes it to a point where you can't. And it moves you on to your new chapter. And last night it was at a sound bowl where the theme was starting over, new beginnings. And we talked about how life is just full of chapters and how there's lots of beginnings and lots of ends. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a new beginning is a bad thing. It can actually be an incredible thing. Um, so I guess my question really is, what do you do to handle stress of a new situation. I've been coping, using different coping mechanisms as far as like yoga to really deep dive into inner self. And for me, yoga lately has been a little bit of a stress relief physically, um, almost like somatic breath work where I've been holding on to so much deep stress for so long that honestly, Shavasana in yoga allows me to just like open up and cry a little bit. And Sound bath, Elaine has been doing the same for me. So it's an interesting journey kind of reaching in. But the one thing I wanted to share, my favorite 2024 new edition that I've been doing is a gratitude journal. The start of each gratitude journal page is a quote. So I wanted to read today's quote, which is, gratitude lifts our eyes off the things we lack so we might see the blessings we possess. I feel like in this world, Everything is so easy to be negative and not focus on the positive. This gratitude journal starts with that quote, like I just read, and then it says, today I'm grateful for, and then you list three things from today that you're grateful for, and I encourage you to do this yourself, as well as what about today is so special, and then you list three things about today that is so special, and then there's always a question at the bottom, and today's question is, what is something you recently accomplished? So it's just a nice way to check in with yourself. And even on the bad days, there's always something to be grateful for. I just wanted to reach out and say hi. And I love this podcast and I'm so excited for what you've been doing. And yeah. Okay, bye. (laughs) This call is just so lovely. It warms my heart. I have been going to Chelsea for facials once a month for about like four or five years. I honestly like don't even remember. There hasn't even been another Arizona esthetician in my book. She is also a musical girl, obviously a beautiful heart and an inquisitive mind. We just go together like peas and carrots. It was actually an extremely vulnerable exchange that I had with Chelsea 
man, almost a year ago, that even kind of helped to facilitate the first sprinklings of having an idea of sharing more vulnerability openly and comfortably with people. Like I said, she and I have a monthly appointment and the time came. Greg and I had been going through it and I hadn't really been sleeping. I had been angry. I hadn't really chosen all the positivity yet. So I was still kind of like a little bit in victim mode. Even if I could pull myself together to make it to this appointment, my face was bright red and splotchy and I was a puffy mess. And there was just no way around the fact that I had spent the whole morning crying. Chelsea is basically my therapist, but we do like to keep up the pretense of skincare being involved. So I just let her know, hey, I'm so sorry I canceled last minute, but I think I have to. And I just told her, I've had a really hard day. I've had just a really emotional morning, and I just don't think I can pull myself together. Because again, I realize how important it is to not lie, even on the little things, even to ourselves. And I also noticed that by not lying in silly little moments like that, where it would be kind of no big deal to lie, I could just be like, hey, something came up, which is also a partial truth, which is probably what I would have done in the past, you know? But I have found that by allowing myself to be more honest and vulnerable with the people that I trust, and quite frankly, more so with myself, because it doesn't really matter to anybody else if we tell those little white lies, but it does matter to us. It matters to our psyche, and we kind of feel that energy. And so there was just kind of something that felt empowering to be able to tell Chelsea how I actually was feeling, that I didn't lie, that I didn't hide it, but I trusted her. I had that rapport built with her already, that it wasn't gross. It wasn't weird. It wasn't too oversharing, which I worry about that too. It just felt appropriate. And I remember when we finally did get to have that appointment and I just thanked her for being that safe space, being somebody that I could trust with my reality. And I said, you know, I hope that we can get to a world where we don't always just have to put on a happy face, where we can tell our friends, I'm having a bad day. And it doesn't get all weird. We're just like, "Eh, man, yeah, I've been there. But again, that's going to be in a whole episode on grief that I'm already writing. And see, it all just ebbs and flows into each other. So it is hard for me to stay on topic. But that's why I have friends like Chelsea who help bring me back to being grounded So I do feel like we're getting there as a society, but this change is hard because being honest with others means that we must be first completely honest with ourselves. I love the idea of that gratitude journal. It's exactly by focusing more on joy and positivity around you, you naturally just start to see it. It's such a strange phenomena, Bader-Meinhof, confirmation bias, whatever you want to call it. Why are we labeling it negative? Why don't we just see the power in curating our thoughts? And then we get to create our reality. I think it's worth trying. So I choose to still focus on the positives. And I love that this gratitude journal helps Chelsea to have daily gratitude reminders. I think when we switch to a gratitude mindset, an abundance mindset, instead of a scarcity mindset, we do already see how much we have. And then we don't feel as sad and a lack. For those of you that have different experiences, share with me what helps you, because I know that on some level we are all the same and we all find some sort of resilience inside ourselves to keep going day after day. So what is it for you? I have used these similar techniques to what Chelsea is talking about, focusing on the gratitude. So I'm going to share three things that make me happy and that I was feeling grateful for when I wrote this. I am grateful that this is the second episode I'm writing today. 
I was having a block and now I can't stop with ideas, which ironically flows into what my next piece of gratitude is. And that is that I have an abundance of ideas and I almost feel as though I've passed some sort of mental test. I trusted that the spiral of words that I just couldn't get succinct enough. And what I knew I didn't want to do was to freak out. So I just went to bed. I was bummed, but I didn't question it. I didn't want to think that it was all lost. I trusted that it came to me. I trusted that I had been feeling the drive and the pressure and the power and all of the things that pushed me to do the podcast in the first place. There are parts of this, like I've said, that have felt almost divine. I want to clarify that that's just for me. It's it's just been for me to put myself out there. And again, I've let go of the outcome of what it needs to be. But there was a part of me that was getting back in that ego thing, you know? And so I caught myself. I just, I caught myself in that ego fear spin and I chose to not go there. I chose to just be like, you know what? I always feel better after I get some sleep. I'm going to get some sleep and I'll see what I feel in the morning because I know that at night, I don't know what it is about nighttime. I can feel so strong all day long. And then at night, there's just doubt that creeps in. And I'm even getting better at letting that go. I am grateful that I feel like I found a way to get out of that old pattern and that old spiral. And I just went to bed. It's like, I think in some way, we almost get a dopamine hit from that default behavior. It's almost like we're lab rats and we've learned that protecting our emotions, keeping us afraid, it is like a dopamine hit. And it's so scary to step out into something new, into a new pattern and a new behavior. And I feel like that's what I'm experiencing right now. I don't know where all of it leads. I don't know this part of my journey because this is completely different than everything I ever had planned. But I like it. And I'm realizing that for myself, this actually works just fine. And not having the answers and kind of just going day to day is okay. It's somebody else's decision, somebody else's expectation that I need to have, you know, everything planned out, that I need to know where I'm going to be living in August. Because right now I actually don't, I don't know where I'm going to be living this August, but I know that I have time. I don't need to know. It's February. And I trust that something's going to happen between February and August. And I know that something's going to happen because I don't just sit around and wait for things to happen. I make things happen. And so again, I am finding ways to choose positivity based in reality instead of keep getting that dopamine hit of I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Keeping me small. I've moved on and I felt like I passed a test. And that just made me so happy because the pressure is off. I just get to go play and explore and live life and enjoy it now and share things with you. So what about today is so special? Well, I like I kind of just said, I put all this into action. And it really does just feel like a dream come true in a way because I'm just having fun with a project that I created and I'm having fun bringing my friends together. I am showing them what I value in them and how beautiful they are and that I know they've got amazing thoughts in their head and I encourage them to share. I think just recognizing all of those things, it helps me to not take anything personally. And I also can choose positivity easier in that way because I know that I'm good enough. If it's not working out, well, then it's just the time thing. It's not working out or it's not meant to be in that way. And another way will present itself. And I'm seeing that happen over and over again. And so I'm able to just trust the process, choose the positive outcome because it just makes me feel better. I align with more positivity and more positivity comes. 
have I driven that point home yet? I think I've said it like 70 times. But that's also something we realize we do in our family. We say things like 70 times seven to make sure that it gets reiterated. And it's cracking me up because even as I'm talking about this positivity algorithm, and I am on a rambling tangent, but the things that I'm saying on this podcast, again, I am in tune with astrology. And I feel like I'm in tune with what is going on in the world. I feel the energies around all of us, the pressures that are around all of us. And because I understand how it affects me, I know for you, it's individual, but I know that there's probably something triggering this growth in you, even though it's going to be something different. It's like Blair Waldorf says in Gossip Girl, destiny is for losers. It's just a stupid excuse to sit around and wait for something to happen instead of making something happen. And that's how I feel about choosing positivity. You can sit around and see what fate has in store, or you can take it by the balls, bet on yourself every single time, and you don't leave it up to chance. Hey, let me uh, let me get my notes out real quick. All right. What up, Cass? My name is Brody. Nice to uh, make an appearance. We'll see. I'm lucky. I've been prompted to drop a little wisdom about a connection between the mind and the body. There's a bond between which kind of acts in a complementary fashion. If for some reason the mind is lacking and letting you down, you can get into the body and kind of jumpstart and use one to jumpstart the other. I believe that the bond between the mind and the body varies between people. Uh, they have a, a complementary relationship where both can be uh, used to either help or harm the other. Um, something which works for me is when I'm mentally stressed out or spiraling, um, I'll go out and do something physical just to get out of my own mind and kind of transfer that through the body. Yeah, like any any time I'm, you know, just feeling lazy, lethargic, and unmotivated, I'll first reflect on, you know, what put me into that place. I'll, I'll write down like exactly what I did over the past day or so and kind of pick out key moments where, you know, messed up right there and that sent me on this path. And then, you know, I, I ended up where I am now. The, the patterns become very, very obvious. And then, you know, you can slowly work to uh, reduce the amount of time you feel unmotivated, and increase the amount of time you do feel motivated and disciplined. Because, I mean, obviously, motivation isn't anything without discipline. But you have to be motivated to even be disciplined in the first place. So it's just kind of keeping that, keeping that rhythm and as uh, the best it can. If I'm ever feeling super, you know, lazy, I'll go outside, go for a run, and kind of get out of my mind. Or I'll, I'll go to the gym, or even just like clean up my room if I'm really in the dumps. You know, you move around, you start thinking through other things, thinking through the rest of your day. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you've built some momentum, and then everything becomes a lot easier. Uh, yeah, momentum is pretty big in uh, motivation and, you know, states of happiness. Figuring out what keeps the ball rolling for you, is, it's tough. It's different for everyone. But going through that process of reflecting and figuring out what to cut out, what not to, and, you know, over time you dial in those states of motivation and, you know, you stress out less. And, all right, this kind of fell apart towards the end. There's probably something useful in there. Thank you so much to that, I'm just assuming, really also handsome caller. I'm. You can hear how intelligent and articulate he is. He may be my son, but I look up to him in so many ways. What an amazing mind. I love what Brody mentioned about writing down your emotions to notice the pattern of them. 
that when you're in a hard time, take a moment to sit and ask yourself why. I wish I could say that I taught him that, but nope, I just heard that for the first time. And it's things like that that just make me so happy to be your mom. The comment also of the push and pull of your body and mind to kind of jumpstart each other when one is, you know, maybe feeling weaker. I love that concept. I've been finding with my experience in yoga that having that mind-body connection really opened my mind up to seeing possibilities of things that I am capable of doing that I did not know I was capable of doing. There are poses in yoga that are really tricky. And yeah, I grew up dancing. And so I have a little bit extra balance there. But it's really just more the trust that I have in the instructor. And I have one in particular that I'm thinking of. Cassie, I love you so much. You make class so much fun always a banging playlist going along with the flow, but I also just trust her and I know that she's kind and I feel her positive energy. And so when she's basically telling me to contort my body into twister type positions and I strangely find I can do better than I thought, it really makes me think, I wonder what else I'm capable of doing that I don't even know about yet. So it's that kind of mindset that has helped me approach life in that way. I just wonder what I don't even know I'm capable of doing because I've already seen that I'm capable of doing so many more things than I thought I originally could. I've been finding that when I allow my mind and body to work together, that's when I really have found my soul. When the body finally trusts the mind to take the lead and not the other way around, we understand now what giving into all of our ego and just like our animalistic knee-jerk reactions does for us. And if we can take a moment and make an educated choice towards the actions and the thoughts that align with the future that you want to have, that's power. That's like legit unstoppable power. I just think that we're ready to try something new. I think we're excited to have these new adventures and to play these different kind of mind games. Instead of just rolling the dice and seeing what happens, we take destiny by the hand and we lead them. And we just bet on ourselves. We go all in completely. Yeah, it's still kind of up to chance, but it's also not because you've learned to find the good in any situation. So no matter what, you're automatically a winner. I think it's really cute that Brody hesitates at the end because he knows that what he's saying, again, mostly applies to him and that very few have his exact lived experience. He's intelligent enough to know that he's not an expert but he's already proven that he thinks things through. And there's almost an underlying trust in that. Or maybe that's just my motherly intuition because it just tells me that he is open to being wrong. He's open to being corrected. He opens his mind to new information if it's better information because that only makes him better. No defenses, no pretenses. He wants all perspectives and he's taught me to do the same. He's taught me to not be afraid of other opinions of other thoughts, because I already know the ones that I hold dear and nobody has to take those from me. I still get to choose what I want to hold on to. And this is a college kid in America right now. Do you see why I have hope in the future? I hope you do choose to see what I see. Positivity in the little things, lessons in the harder ones. Acknowledge that you absolutely have a choice of what kind of energy you give and what you attract. And you can change that at any moment by simply wanting to. This might seem simple, 
And I hope that it really tracks and that it makes sense because even when I was going back to write this, I just had like my own aha moment. I had my own epiphany that this is one that I'm going to double down on and say, it's true. <laughs> there, there, There's no high in this one. It is all just true. Because if you can see the logic in that, no matter what trial you go through in your life, if you are able to see a positive outlook, see something to learn from it, something to grow from it, something that makes you better by having experienced it, you are no longer in victim mode. You are in powerful creator mode. And even if things are hard, it doesn't mean that things are easy. It just means that you are choosing to see that coal pressure turning you into a diamond because we are diamonds, all of us. And you might have to uncover a little bit about yourself. You're going to have to dig deep, but keep shining bright and be beautiful. That light will reflect and it will attract others. It will attract your dreams as long as you keep shining. And polish yourself off as many times as you need. There's no script. There's no one way to do this. We have many handholds on the rock climb of life. And you get to choose what direction you want to go. You can even just stand there and rest on the side of the mountain for a minute. It's so individual. Just know that you have the power to make things happen. And if you continue to see the joy, if you continue to enjoy learning all of the lessons along the way, like Aerosmith said, dream until your dreams come true. Dreams, plural. He didn't just say dream until one dream comes true and then you call it good and then you feel so grateful that you don't ask for anything else in your whole life because you don't think you're worthy. That's my experience. There's so much that I just don't think I even deserve because I already have so much. But that's also because I have so much, I want to give so much. I have so much love and positivity. I can't keep it all inside of me. <laughs> I have to give it to you guys. I want to share it with the world. I want to show us all that we have power to change the things in our lives that make us sad. And yeah, it is by just choosing not to be sad. But you have to understand why you were first sad to realize you're making a choice to stay there or to move on. Don't stop till you get enough. Dream until your dreams come true. Don't stop believing all of the other songs that you guys need to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Help your mind and your body connect with your soul. Realize that we have power inside of us to do things that we never even knew was possible. And really, it is just as simple as changing our mind, choosing kindness, choosing compassion for yourself. And just keep trucking. Whatever you got to do, you can do it. And then you can watch your dreams come true in a million different possible ways. True or high? So here's my number. Call me maybe. 562-542. Zero four seven three spiraling of words that I could not get into a sync that I could not get into sync. I can't say that word that I could not get into succinct structure that I could not get into succinct structure that I could not get into succinct succinct structure succinct maybe maybe I need a better word hmm.
this spiral of words that I just couldn't get succinct enough. That works. <laughs>